Hi, welcome to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast with your host, me, Allie Brooke. In this podcast, we'll be discussing self-care routines, mindset practices, and mindfulness habits. We'll combat the stigma around mental health in order to create a safe and open community for people to connect and not feel alone. Focus on your mindset rather than your situation. It's a game changer. Grow your mindset and look how far you'll go. Hi, guys, and welcome back to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast with your host, me, Allie Brooke. I hope you guys are having a wonderful, mindful Monday. We have another week (laughs) of March ahead of us. I think this is the second to last week in March. Thank God, March, like I said last time, is literally just the longest month of the year. But luckily in New York, we've been having some beautiful weather here and there. And so as long as we have decent weather and like the sun's out, I think and I hope and I pray that I will make it through March. And it was really nice on Friday. Um, I took a vacation day because my sister's brother-in-law um, was getting married and their ceremony was at 7.30. And I was like, there's no way I can make a 7.30 wedding if I taught all day. So I took um, a vacation day. It was actually different than a personal day because um, during spring break of 2020, us teachers in the New York City um, Department of Education, we had to work through our spring break. Um, So those seven days are now given back to us this school year so we can use them as vacation days. So they're not our personal days. They're not sick days. They're vacation days. So I was like, that's pretty lit. Okay. So I was like, well, one of my vacation days, I'm definitely going to use it on a Friday, give myself number one, a three day weekend, nice time to rest. And then also I had the wedding. So I was like, let me just, we're just going to take that vacation day. And it was amazing. I definitely feel recharged um, after giving myself a three-day weekend. And so I really, really encourage, if you have your vacation days, use them, right? Because it's like you if you don't use them, you lose them. That's what everyone tells me. And always try your best to take your vacation days on a Monday or a Friday. Give yourself a beautiful three-day weekend. My dad sometimes, he gives himself a four-day weekend because he has vacation days to use. So he takes off Friday and a Monday and he has a nice four-day vacation. So if you have vacation days, use them. Use them to recharge because then you are going to lose them. Okay. And Take that time for yourself, recharge, because in order to get through these really long months, you're going to need to take some days off and do a little self-care. So again, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Please make sure to keep rating me on Spotify, follow me on Spotify, and rate, subscribe, and review on Apple Podcasts, leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, if you listen there, would honestly mean the world to me because the more reviews on Apple Podcasts that we have out there, um, the more the awareness of the podcast goes and, you know, we grow our wonderful growth mindset gang. So I would really appreciate it if you took two minutes out of your day just to leave um, a great review for the Growth Mindset Girl podcast on um, Apple Podcast. Please and thank you. And again, thank you guys so, so much who have already subscribed to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast. The subscription is 99 cents per month. And with that subscription, you get 
extra episodes every Wednesday, calling them Wellness Wednesday episodes. They're mini-sodes of me talking for about 10-15 minutes, give or take, either going into more detail of Monday's episode or, you know, if we're having conversations in the group chat, we're going to bring them up in the podcast and things like that on Wednesdays. So you get those extra episodes, no ads. And also as a subscriber, you get a code to join the Growth Mindset Gang text group, which I use um, going through the app Remind. You just text the code that I'll send you to the number 81010. You will then be in the Growth Mindset Gang text group, and you will be getting inspirational quotes from me Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. And on Sundays, you'll be getting wonderful journal prompts you can use if you enjoy journaling. So if you haven't subscribed yet, please do and join the wonderful community that we are starting and having great conversations in the group chat. Also, if you want to become a wonderful guest on this podcast, you have something to say with mindset, then in the show notes, along with the link to subscribe, there is the link to the Google form. If you want to become a guest on the Growth Mindset Gal podcast, the link is right in my show notes. Just fill out the Google form and give me your info. Tell me what you want to talk about and I shall reach out to you. The last thing that I'm going to be working on is I'm going to be starting an email list and sending out a newsletter every Sunday. If you guys are interessante in that, I'm going to be creating a Google form. The Google form will be linked in my show notes in the next couple episodes or so. I'll let you know. It'll also be linked in my Instagram bio at the Growth Mindset Gal. And so if you want to get any newsletters from me in the Google form, you'll just leave your um, email that you want to be contacted by. And every Sunday, you'll get a nice little newsletter from me. So those are the things that are popping up for our community. I am still in life got a little crazy. So I'm still in the mix of figuring out merch. That is still a goal of mine. So don't think I forgot about it. It's (laughs) definitely still out there. And so once things now kind of have calmed down in the work sphere, I'll be definitely um, paying more attention and more time to getting some merch things going on our way. All right, guys, I feel like this doing well daily quote um, totally goes along with what we're talking about today. And the quote today is, say exactly what you mean. Say exactly what you mean. And I am slowly learning as an adult here that we need to not beat around the bush and be direct. I naturally am more on the direct side, especially when I'm comfortable with people. I can be very direct in what I'm trying to communicate to you. Um, I need to work on though being more direct in the professional level, like with my colleagues or administration at my school, being more direct on what I need and things like that and support. I definitely need to do more um, direct communication in my relationship. That's what I'm going to be talking about today. (laughs) Um, So definitely one of the things us as being growth mindset gangs, we need to improve on as a whole is just saying what you mean and don't do the polite small talk. Don't beat around the bush. And don't also hold it in as well. And truly do put the words of the message you want to send to that person, whether you need to talk to them about something or, you know, you want to set boundaries or you're trying to stop gossip, whatever you're trying to do or like tell them that, you know, your feelings were hurt, you need to say something because no one is a mind reader. I say this all the time. And if you don't say anything, 
and you have all this pent up resentment because they're not fixing the problem that you never told them about that affects you, then all of a sudden it's it's completely going to blow up in your face. Seen it multiple times myself. So when you are communicating to people, say exactly what you mean. Okay. Say what your needs are. Say if someone hurt you. Okay. If you are at work, right? Say what you need to say. If you need support from either your coworkers or your um, supervisors, whatever that it is. Okay. Especially for women out there. I, I see TikToks all the time where we like to put just in front of everything instead of just being direct. For example, it was like, oh, I was just thinking. And then we go to our idea instead of being like, hey, this is an idea that I have. Let me know um, how you feel. Give me feedback. Right? Women do this just a lot. I was just wondering. I was just thinking. I just wanted to say, nope. Because it's weird. That little just that we put in front of it brings out like a feeling or a vibe of like insecurity that you're not confident in what you're about to say. So we need to, as women, really work on just saying what it is and not putting the just in front of it because then we are showing that we're unsure of what we need and people can sense that and then people then do not take it seriously whatever you are you know trying to say or you kind of lose credibility in some odd way with that word just but I've even noticed it like when people talk to me and they say I was just saying I was just thinking I was just wondering and I'm like no, just say it. Like, what do you want? Like, what do you need? What are you trying to, what message are you trying to send across? You know, because again, no one, no one is a mind reader. And so it's really important to have direct communication, whether it's with your friends, your family, at your job, and if you have a significant other. All right. So I wanted to expand that. That's why I'm glad the quote really brought it to me. But this whole episode is how to, you know, speak up for yourself or speak what's on your mind, say what's on your mind. Because I know us with anxiety, we don't like to say what's on our mind because we're constantly wondering, like, is this something I should bring up? Is this an actual problem? Or should I pick my battles and not say anything? But what I've realized, and, you know, let me know, guys, if you feel this too, that when I don't say anything, like if something's bothering me or something, a person's that hurt my feelings or I feel unheard or unseen or unappreciative, but I don't say anything because I don't want to rock the boat, right? As anxious beings, we don't want to rock the boat. We're people pleasers unless it's like a really big deal, but it's the really the small things that build up, right? And when you don't feel seen or heard or appreciative and you hold that in, you are going to build up such a resentment towards that person. But they're not going to make a change because you didn't tell them something needs to be changed. And I do this all the time, especially in my relationship. With my friends and family, I am pretty direct because I'm very comfortable, you know, with them. Um, job, I definitely need to be more direct in, you know, how I feel about certain things. Um, but in my relationship, I have heavy relationship anxiety and anxious abandonment. And if I say the wrong thing, he's going to leave me. You know what I mean? 
um and we've been dating for three years like we live together you know what i mean like that's where we are in our relationship and i still are like afraid if i say something i might sound crazy or overwhelming or you know i'm exaggerating or you know like why am i rocking the boat it's really not that big of a deal why can't i just get over it and then all of a sudden all of a sudden i realize i'm not talking to him anymore for like my needs like what do i need out of this relationship and then it started to kind of feel like i couldn't talk to him because i was afraid of the reaction i might get because i'm so inside my head and so overthinking of well what if i do bring this up and he gets mad at me what if i do bring this up and he doesn't change it what if i do bring it up and i'm invalidated right that's that's the that's the constant thing that's always going through our mind so then i just wouldn't bring it up i wouldn't bring it up and then i realized that like resentment is growing i feel disconnected because i feel like i can't be vulnerable because i'm not communicating my needs because i'm afraid of the reaction that's going to happen and we all feel like that whether it is with our family with our friends at work in a relationship we're always afraid to say what we mean and we kind of beat around the bush when we're anxious because we're so afraid of the outcome is not going to be the outcome that we want or we're afraid of the response we don't want to you know seem too needy we don't want to seem like we're exaggerating we don't want to seem crazy because that's the stories that we're telling ourselves in our heads before we even say something to someone else. And then the issue that we're not talking about, that we're not directly communicating, um, keeps happening because the person's not a mind reader. So if you don't say something is bothering you when they do something, they're going to keep doing that thing because you did not tell them. And I had a conversation with Nate a couple days ago, and he said, I know you don't tell me things because you're so anxious of the outcome. You're afraid of how I'm going to react, but you need to tell me things. You got to let down and let go of the fear of or the anxiety of telling me something because I can't do anything to help the issue if you don't tell me what the issue is. And like he said, like, I'm not a mind reader. And you have to say, like what the quote said, you have to say what you mean, okay? So for example, let me give you one, okay? Um, like weeks ago, um, Nate and I had been watching um, Blackish. Love that show, by the way. Hysterical. And that's usually like, you know, like our time at the end of the day. And um, when we were watching the show, he was playing on his Nintendo Switch. He's playing Pokemon. And... So I wanted him to kind of put the the Nintendo Switch down and watch TV with me and be like present with me. Um, And so I actually communicated that. And then, but so he did it. He like put, he put the game down. He's like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll put it down. Um, And then I made a comment where I was like, well, I shouldn't have had to tell you that. And then a disagreement occurred. And he was like, yeah, but I I did what you asked. You said, hey, can you put the game away? Because like we're watching TV together and that's what I did. But I made the comment of you shouldn't have done it anyways. And really what I should have communicated and say is, hey, babe, this is like our time together. And I would really appreciate if you don't, you know, play any games because I really want you to be present with me because like we're watching TV together. Like this is our time. 
So that way he wouldn't have done it even in the first place. You know what I mean? And see how I communicated, but I didn't directly communicate that. Like I told him, hey, can you put that away? Like, let's watch TV. And so he did, but I was still mad about it because this my subconscious was he shouldn't have been playing the game in the first place. But I didn't say that. I didn't say before we sat down, hey, do you mind not playing? Because he told me, he's like, oh, I'm going to play the, the Switch for a little bit while we watch TV. And I didn't say anything. I like let him like do it at first. But if I would have said, hey, in the beginning, you know, this is our time. I would really prefer it if you didn't. Then that whole situation, that, that would be me directly communicating, right? But then I let it happen instead of saying something. And then I grew a resentment toward it. So that that's why I made like kind of a little, you know, sarcastic, you should have not known not to do that anyways, comment. That's what happens to us when we don't directly communicate or say what we mean. Then all of a sudden the other party gets confused of what you actually wanted and then you're mad because the other party didn't understand what you wanted because you didn't directly communicate it and it was confusing. That's what happens. That's what happens. And we're taught, you know, anyone with anxiety or not, we're taught to figure things out on our own. You know what I mean? Like, don't tell everyone your problems and, you know, pick your battles. You don't always have to say everything. Sometimes you just got to get over things on your own. So then we like kind of hold in anything. Like we, at least me personally, cannot differentiate, okay, what should I bring up and what should I not? Sorry, that was my computer. And what should I not bring up? What are important issues that I need to bring up? Or what are just things I need to get over? It's a very, like, it's a constant battle in my brain. Constant, constant battle. And I'm learning that I just need to say it. And most likely if I communicate it in the correct way that I'm supposed to and not filled with maybe anger or sarcasm because I'm growing resentful because I communicated when it should have been communicated before that anger builds up. Most of the time, the outcomes are what you want. When you say to someone, hey, you know, the, the comment you made at brunch, you know, actually kind of hurt my feelings and I would just prefer you not to say it. Usually the person's like, oh, my God, like, I'm so sorry. I didn't even realize I, I won't say that ever again. Right. But if you all of a sudden weeks down the road, bring it up in like a sarcastic, resentful kind of tone being like, you know, you were really nasty at brunch the other day and I did not appreciate it. You were so judgmental and like you have all these like this pent up energy because you've been thinking about it for weeks. Then you bring it up like that. That's when that person gets defensive because a lot of us, when we're anxious, we say, oh, I don't want to tell people because like the, I don't want them to get like defensive because we don't bring it up at the right time. Like we're supposed to bring it up and like directly communicate it. Right. And if you communicate, hey, you were super nasty at brunch. Someone can be very defensive, like, what do you mean I was nasty? But if you say, hey, when we were at brunch the other day, you made a comment that I didn't really, you know, appreciate. And do you mind next time just not saying that? That's like a different tone, right? Super different tone. Then the person might not be as defensive. And I know it depends on the person. But if it's the right person that's supposed to be in your life, whether it's your friend, a family member, you know, coworker, you know, your significant other, they're going to understand, especially if you bring it up in a correct manner. 
right? And not like coming at them. I've also learned through therapy when you're talking to someone, like if they hurt your feelings, it's a lot of the the best way to like directly communicate it well is saying, I feel instead of you did this. Because when you start pointing the finger of you did this, the other person is going to be super defensive. Okay. If you said, Hey, at brunch, right? The comment that was said made me feel so-and-so way, whatever it was. Instead of being like, at brunch, you said a nasty comment that no one appreciated, right? Then all of a sudden that person gets defensive. Okay. So you need to speak your mind and stop worrying about the outcome because if people don't know how you feel about things they're gonna keep repeating the patterns that you maybe don't like you know maybe you, you need to set a boundary with someone right they're exhausting you well if you didn't never communicated that boundary they're gonna keep doing the thing that's bothering you you need to communicate that boundary okay need to communicate it like for example Okay. When I first moved in with Nate, and even when I lived at my parents' house, like I communicated that when I get home from work, I like need a minute. Like I need a minute to just chill out, zen myself from the work day. Like give me like, you know, a half hour at least to just de-stress from the work day. Then I'm all yours. I need some like alone time. And I directly communicated to that to my parents. Um because sometimes when I used to live with them, I would come home and a bam, 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 bam. And I was like, do you guys need to give me like, you know, 10 minutes? I need to just like chill for a second. And then when I moved in with Nate, it was the same thing. Like I need like, you know, a half hour when I come home from work to just like unwind. And he like totally got it. Like, you know, because I directly communicated that I talk all day as a teacher. I need time to like not talk and like bring <laughs> my brain out of out of work mode, that transition. Okay. If people say things that have been bothering you, or if people have been dismissive towards you, you felt invalidated, they might not even realize they're doing it. It could be like maybe, I don't want to say, oh, that's their personality, because like that's not an excuse, but like some people are very quick of like a response and in a way that can feel very dismissive. So if you don't let someone know that, you know, their response to things makes you feel dismissive, they're not going to change the way they respond to things they're not because they're not aware of it. And then they're going to keep doing it and you're going to grow very resentful towards them. And then when the issues finally brought up, it's brought up with sarcasm, anger, and nastiness and things like that. And nothing will be solved with sarcasm and resentful tones. I've learned (laughs) very much so that things do not get solved truly when you want to communicate an issue that's going on and you are kind of nasty about it it's just not but you're nasty because you're resentful because you didn't communicate it when you were supposed to when it first happened and i'm not saying tomorrow you're just gonna walk up to people and be like hey this is how i'm feeling getting getting comfortable with directly communicating to people it takes practice it takes time i'm still in that zone of 
you know, figuring out when I should say things. And, but the conversation I did have with Nate where he's like, he's, he's, he's um, a talker. Like when there's like a disagreement or something like that, like he wants to fix it right away and like talk it through and like move past it. Where like me, I'm like the stonewall where it's like, nope, I'm mad. I need a minute to pause and like think and reflect and then come back to it. Which again, those both ways are fine. Right. Um, But my way that I do doesn't bring solutions in the best kind of way. (laughs) So I want to work on is if something is wrong, instead of Nate playing the 10 question guessing game, is just tell him what is wrong. That's all. Tell him if it's work that's bothered me, that's why I'm off. If it's him, if it's family, if it's friends, tell him. Right? And I also communicated when I do communicate things, he doesn't have to fix it right away because he's a fixer. He likes to fix things. Sometimes I'm telling him things because I just need to vent and let it out. And he goes, okay, so next time when things are happening, you know, he can ask, hey, do you want advice right now from me? Or do you just like want me to listen? Right? But because we directly communicated with each other, now that was the solution that was brought up. Right? And I also need to be better at communicating just in general to anyone, just my needs as a person, because I'm very independent. And the reason a lot of us are independent is because when we were young, we had to figure out a lot of things, you know, on our own because we were the good kids, because we were so anxious, we could not be bad kids. (laughs) And so a lot of the attention was not on us. So we had to, you know, kind of fend for ourselves and like figure out things on our own and be the good child and not be, you know, angry or sad in public because we're the good kids. We're the well-behaved kids. So we need to suppress bad emotions and figure them out for ourselves. So communicating our needs is very hard for us as adults because it was hard to communicate our needs. Like the door wasn't open for that when we were kids to communicate our needs in a direct way where I had to just figure things out on my own. And so that's why I became very independent. That's why if you're super independent, that might that might be why there was no opportunity for you as a child to directly communicate your needs because maybe another sibling needed more things, needed more attention from your parents. My older sister, I've said it multiple times, love her to death. But when she was a kid, she, you know, if her head wasn't screwed on, she would lose it sort of deal. And she was very behavioral. So a lot of the attention was on her because she was not very self-sufficient. <laughs> I mean, to this day, I mean, it's still, you know, love her to death, but yeah, I'm definitely the more independent one. I've always been told I'm the more independent one. They don't need to worry about me. Um, but now I'm seeing as an adult, I'm, I don't know how to communicate my needs because I didn't when I was little. I did not because I needed to be the good kid because my parents' hands were already tied with my sister and her needs. Did that hit home for anyone? Because it hit home me just, you know, reviewing that memory. And when Nate and I were having a conversation about direct communication, you know, a lot of wounds were reopened of like why I repress my needs. Because also when we're anxious, 
people, we don't want to seem like a burden. We don't want to seem like too much because we feel like if, you know, if the floodgates are open, we're going to always ask for reassurance. And then we're afraid if we always ask for reassurance of our needs, then we're going to be overwhelming. We're going to be a burden because our mind is always going and we always need reassurance on things when things are totally fine, right? But we really, growth mindset gang, we really need to work on directly communicating how we're feeling about things, directly communicating our needs, because when we don't do that and then our needs are not met and our feelings are not validated because we're not expressing them, a big, huge ball of resentment balls up and or bubbles up and let me tell you once you start resenting someone so much it's really hard to bounce back from resentment it's really really hard because then when you resent someone you're quick with them you're irritable towards them you actually judge them a whole lot and it's not a healthy way to cope with things okay so you need to start speaking up for what you need. How do you even start thinking about that? Well, take out your journal, my friends. Write down your top five needs. What do you need from people? What do you need from work? What do you need from your family? What do you need from your friends? What do you need from your significant other? What do you need? What are your needs? Okay, write them down. One, two, three, four, five. It could be more than that. It could be top 10 needs if you really need it. That's fine. And really look at those needs and see first if those needs could be met by yourself, right? Because not all needs are external. We can self-cope. We can self-love. So see if you can fill any of those needs with yourself. And if you are single right? Definitely see if you can fill those needs with yourself, okay? Then once you have your needs written out, you message, you call, you text, whatever, that person that you need to communicate something to and say, hey, when are you free? I would like to talk to you about something, right? And even say, no one's in trouble. I just want to like have, you know, a conversation with you about some things, Right? It could be a phone call, you can meet up for brunch, you can meet up for some coffee, um, you could do FaceTime, right? Plan a time to have a conversation, right? Plan that time, right? You write your needs down, communicate to the person that you need to talk to them about something. Now it's time to talk. I use this too with parent-teacher conferences, you know, it always start with the positive and then go towards the improvement, okay? Start with positive things when you're talking to them. Be like, hey, you are, let's say you're talking to your friend, right? Hey, you are an amazing friend. I love the relationship we build together. I love the trips we go on. You make me laugh. You're such a supportive friend, right? And you really mean a lot to me. So you started positive. Okay, good to go. Okay, now here we go. But there are some things that have been on my mind that I would like us to improve on in our friendship. Okay. And then you discuss the needs. 
Okay, for example, let's say in the relationship, the friend um, will call you all the time for your support, but when you need support, they're like not as um, available as like you may be. That could be our example. Say, you're a wonderful friend. I love the relationship that we have, but there's something I want us to improve on to make our friendship better. I feel, right? Not you do this. It's I feel that when you need support from me, I make myself readily available for you. But when I need support on something, I don't feel that, you know, availableness reciprocated. I feel like when I need support, you are not as open to, you know, support me right away where I would drop anything for you. Right? And that's how you can start the discussion, wherever, which way it goes. Okay? Another example, maybe you want to talk to, you know, one of your parents, right? Your mom. Hey, mom. I love you so much. You are a wonderful mother. You are very supportive. Okay. You are always there for me and you give me amazing advice. But there's something I need from you as my mother, as a daughter or son, right? Whatever we're saying. Okay. It could be, I need you to improve on being more emotionally available for me. I feel like a lot of our conversations are very surface level and a lot of it is gossip and I would really appreciate it if we can work towards making our conversations more emotionally meaningful. There you go. Not pointing the finger. Because here's how you could have said it. If you're resentful, you could be like, hey, mom, you know what? You're always judging people. You're always gossiping. You always have this negative vibe about you. All the conversations we ever have are about materialistic things. And I feel like I can't talk to you about like my actual emotions because you feel like you don't care. You see how that way can make someone very defensive? Okay. We don't, we don't want to do that. We do not want to come in with that vibe because the person will pick up on that vibe and get very defensive. Okay, so when you have the conversations with someone that about something that's been bothering you, you want to set a boundary in place, whatever you want to accomplish um, in a conversation, start off with the positive about them, about your relationship with them. And then say, but there's something we need to improve on, not something you're doing wrong, something I hate about you, a terrible trait that you have, a toxic trait that you have, because when you start saying that, then the, the, any type of communication that would be successful does not happen because then people get defensive. But if you say, hey, something we need to improve on to make our relationship better is... And when you're talking about the improvement, saying, in this situation, I feel this, okay? When those comments are made, I feel this way, okay? When I'm talking about something, I feel dismissed when, you know, it feels like you're not paying attention. You're not placing the blame on anybody, 
you're just saying how you feel. Always say the I feel. I feel this when this happens. I feel this when this is said. Okay? Because when you, like I keep saying, when you say the you did this, you did that, you, 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 you lost them. There's no, there's no solution that's going on. None. No solution. Okay? And you need to also communicate when it happens. Like, don't wait months after or weeks after something happens. Give it like a, you know, a maybe a day or two. Or even if you're at an event and then you're on your way home from the event and something happened, right? Then you can talk about it. Okay. Because we need to hold people accountable for their actions and how they make you feel. You do. Because guess what? You're not a burden. You're not a problem. You are a person. You are a person with worth, value, and valid feelings. Okay? A lot of us with anxiety don't say anything because we're afraid we're going to be a problem. We are not going to be a problem. If we are a problem for that person, they're not our person. They are not your people. If you communicating your needs is a problem for them, they ain't your people. And that's what we're so afraid of. We're so afraid of finding that out. I think. And that's why we don't say anything. Because like, what if we do say something and then their reaction's not what we wanted and then we're like, ooh, maybe they're not our people because we're such people pleasers. Don't want to make anybody mad. But I think what we really don't want to see, we don't want to be disappointed by their reactions. Something to think about. So my wonderful growth mindset gang, This week, start small, okay? And directly communicate those top five needs that you're gonna write down after this episode in your journal. Maybe this week, step one could be writing those top five needs. We can even start out that slow. Top five needs, what do you need? Who's gonna give you those needs or could it be you? And then maybe next week we can, you know, set up lunch dates or phone calls with the people that we really need to directly communicate some things to. And then the more we, it's like, it's like anything else. The more we directly communicate, the more we practice that, the better we're going to get at it and be more comfortable with it. Hi guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please make sure to rate on Spotify. Follow me on Spotify. Rate, subscribe, and review on Apple Podcasts. Make sure to subscribe to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast. The link is in my bio. And I hope you guys have a wonderful Mindful Monday, and I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.